Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. We have to make sure that it gets there with integrity. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. We're very much focused on others just as an industry. This is the Pro AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Sound check complete. Let's go. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Thanks for joining me on the Pro AV Podcast. With the ubiquity of digital signage on the rise, new frontiers like the convergence of AV and IT and the explosion of VOT are on the horizon. Larry O'Hagan, Inside Sales Associate for NanoLumens, joins us on this episode to talk about why AV and IT need to learn from each other, why he thinks VOT devices are the future, and finally, some examples of how digital signage is evolving and innovating in different industries. How you doing, Larry? Uh, very good, Elmer. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, Larry, let's start off with some context. Can you tell us a little bit about NanoLumens and uh, what it is you do there and you know, what about that company stands out to you? So NanoLumens is a U.S.-based manufacturer of large format LED display. Uh, it's used in a variety of vertical markets around the world. We have NanoLumens displays installed on five different continents. Um, and all of our service, our support, our design, engineering, uh, all originates out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a business development specialist for NanoLumens. I have 38 years in sales behind me, uh, primarily in the telecommunications arena. And I uh, came to work for NanoLumens five years ago. Um, and basically what I do is I prospect for new business. Um, I come across a lot of new applications. Quite often I may be the first point of contact that a prospect has with my company. Uh, that they simply want to talk about an application and see if this is, you know, something that uh, is feasible. And if it is feasible, is it something that perhaps we've, you know, have some experience in previously uh, or something that's nearly related? And uh, I move that then into, uh, you know, the next steps as far as pulling together a project um, with all the parties that may be concerned. Right, right. And, you know, when I was reading about nanolumens, one of the things I found most interesting was the emphasis in, in color spacing and in that realm right now. Why has that been an, uh, an important initiative? Oh, that, that, that's a great question. Um, the, the color spacing uh, basically started out as red, green, blue color space uh, that was introduced in 2007 by an organization called SEMPTI. Um, that is the Society for Motion Pictures and Television Engineers. Uh, color space uh, features, uh, particularly in, in today's world, where we're working on what's called DCIP3, uh, it, it features a, a color gamut that's much wider than your standard red, green, blue. Uh, basically, what it means is that uh, displays that adhere to DCIP3 are going to have a, a wider range of colors. And, and is this something that you think uh, generally is just going to continue to evolve as this technology evolves? Well, that, that's correct. Uh, the, the, the current specifications are fall underneath what they call REC 709. Uh, an intermediate step is this DCIP3. And then the next generation uh, is a 2020 uh, color space. Well, that's exciting. So, Larry, another question I have about nanolumens is, 
you know, is there a specific project that you've seen at that company that you think really exemplifies some of the uh, innovation we're seeing in this industry? Well, what Nanolumens does better than anyone are curves and corners. Um, and our technology, uh, the LED panels, which we use uh, specifically, are flexible and they they contain um, quite a bit of, of IP or patented technology uh, that allows us to to be able to to bend or flex our LED panels both convex concave we can even wrap around columns and over the years we've progressed to where we're now able to do this uh, in as tight a pixel pitch as a 1.56 millimeter and so the projects that that I think where we really stand out are are those where we've been able to utilize this technology to provide a client um, with a high resolution, even a high definition display that is either convex or concave curved, uh, or we're using it for curved ribbons. Uh, we're but we're using it in applications where people are not accustomed to seeing your standard rectangular you know tv format um, and this makes a this makes a visual impact statement upon people in that typically it's the first time they've seen something like this they tend to remember the content that's being displayed to them simply because it's on an unusual background whether they consciously recognize that or not uh, it's in a shape that perhaps they've never seen um, you know, video or, or some type of graphic media on, and it uh, that message then stays with them. Right, right. And recently there was an installation at, uh, I think it was Charlotte Airport, right? That's correct. Yeah, that one was incredible. I got, I got to see some videos of that, and I, I recommend everyone listening do the same because I think that really exemplifies, you know, what you're talking about, the the peculiarness or, 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 or maybe unorthodox use of, of LED. And, and I think, yeah, it definitely creates... You know, you're, you're, you're forced to look at it in a way you might ignore a regular sign or, or, or monitor. Yeah, that's that's correct. And in, in the case of, you know, the transportation market, uh, you know, people, you know, are, are traveling somewhere and they have this time that's spent, you know, moving between terminals out on the concourses. Um, and it's really a captive audience to where, uh, for instance, an advertiser uh, can present or in the case of the Charlotte Airport, they, they simply want to do some stress relief and, uh, and entertain, if you will, the passengers by showing them digital art. And the digital art that's on the Charlotte Airport is, is second to none. You can sit there and watch that as it, as it changes and sequences and, um, you know, it really keeps your attention. Definitely, definitely. So, Larry, I want to move on to one of our main topics, right, which is something that I think, you know, everyone is is either scared of or excited for. And this is the, the convergence of the AV and IT in this industry specifically. So what's what's your take on this? What do you think? Do you, do you see this as an obstacle, as something that is going to be uh, more difficult or easier than people would expect? Well, first of all, it's nothing to be scared of. Um, I went through in my days within telecommunications. Um, I, I, I went from the old tip and ring, uh, mechanical switches to, uh, voice over IP where everything now is internet based it is likewise the introduction of cellular phone and wireless technologies. And, you know, from, from a, a standpoint of the, of the manufacturer or the installer or the technician or the director of AV or, or CIO, uh, it, it 
it, it's nothing to be wary of. It's, you know, and as AV moves more into a standards-based, uh, hence DCI-P3, um, you know, there will be a lot of familiarity, a lot of familiar terms, um, you know, that will assist in moving from the standard AV technology over into the information technology. Can you, can you think of an example of uh, that, you know, showcases why this kind of convergence is necessary? You know, like what is one of the use cases for this kind of convergence? One of the main use cases is the uh, cable plan. Um, we're seeing that, you know, a lot of particularly like, for instance, take a, take a new build uh, where we've got uh, a new facility being constructed. Um, there'll be a cable plan that goes into that facility. Uh, that's going to be expected to carry uh, all of their telephone and data communications. It'll likewise have their uh, security uh, systems installed. They may have camera systems installed. And they'll also look to, to interconnect uh, their AV technology throughout the building. So you may have displays that are in the engineering conference room. Uh, in the main conference rooms and in the executive briefing center um, and maybe even a customer experience center <clears throat> that are going to be expected to live uh, on the client's network. One of the main challenges that I think that they're going to be running into is the, the vast amount of data that a video signal uh, requires in order to operate properly. In, in, in this kind of context, do you think that... Uh this is just going to become the the norm or, or maybe something ubiquitous where this kind of knowledge and, and coexistence is, is going to be necessary to keep moving forward? Well, I'm certain that it will. And likewise, I'm certain that whether they're uh, looking at the category five or six uh, copper cabling uh, or twisted pair cabling or, or moving to a fiber backbone, uh, you know, the bandwidth will be there to carry this. Uh, the challenges may be that when, when somebody, uh, a client may have a an older, um, smaller bandwidth cable plan uh, that they make sure that they're uh, when they go to make improvements or new bills that they're putting in a um, cable plan with wide enough bandwidth to be able to handle all their IT as well as their AV requirements. Right. Right. And yeah, I think just as we 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 move on and, and you know people become, I think generally the the this market is the consumer is definitely a little bit more uh, aware of what's going on with their tech than they were before. So I definitely see a a, a timeline where where you know both of these are are ubiquitously known and, and and coexisting together. And you mentioned off off air that you were excited and and looking forward to VOT, right? The visualization of things. Can you tell us why? What what are some examples of VOT? So in 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 current you know handheld technology, think of it as you know the the screen on your smartphone uh, that you're able to 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 bring out all types of of visual technologies, albeit it's on a you know a relatively small display. Um, we see the same thing that that's happening. Um, you know, within our computer displays and uh, in my world where we're able to to build out um, high resolution, high definition displays in all shapes and sizes. So depending upon the application, uh, the, uh, 
you know, visualization of things uh, can be everything from a retail environment, a store. Uh, it can be a control room for a uh, long distance telephone provider. Uh, it can be uh, within a, a C-suite uh, corporate boardroom. Um, it can be within a corporate lobby uh, or a uh, customer experience center where you're using visualization technologies uh, to, to make that first brand impact statement uh, upon a new prospect that's coming to see you for the first time. And is this is this mostly exciting to you just because of the you know the the opportunities this provides for digital signage, or is there is there something uh, a specific use case that you've seen that that's got you really excited? We we see new use cases at Nanolumens virtually every day, uh, new projects to follow back on you know not just with new clients but you know brand new applications and applications that are looking to show uh, you know content of which we've never seen one of the things we did today was back in our showroom you know the mars rover i think landed yesterday afternoon that's not the rover but whatever the new mars exploratory vehicle is and some of the first pictures came back and uh you know we were able to put those up on our uh one of our 16 foot wide by nine foot high displays and just in and see mars for the first time uh you know, in this type of, of resolution and, you know, from a whole new perspective from this new new vehicle that they put up there yesterday. Yeah, no, that's definitely exciting. Larry, the last question I want to ask you is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a left turn, but um, I, I'm curious, you know, we're seeing LED technology penetrating almost every kind of market, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, but why do you think LED has become, you know, the 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 thing that's pushing everything forward? What is it? Is it that people are, you know, finally becoming hip hip to it? Is it that the technology has evolved? What what exactly is it that you think makes uh, LED king? It's it's all of the above. It it it's a different technology than what people are used to seeing on their LCD or even LED TVs which basically are a reflective technology. And they are somewhat limited, although we're starting to see some much wider screens than we did in previous years. You know, you, you still have a limitation of around, you know, 110 inches. In the large format world, we're, we're able to build displays to virtually any size. Um, Nanolumens has put in some of the world's largest displays that are several hundred feet wide. Um, and one of the big differences there is, you know, that not only do you have, you know, these huge displays that are emitting a lot of light and a lot of color and a, a panorama, which, you know, pe people may have never seen before, but we're also a light emitting technology. So <laughs> rather than a light reflecting technology, and it just makes for a different uh, unique experience when you're when you're actually you know seeing led technology right right no and I, I think it's it's one of those things that yeah i mean to the uninitiated or unaware you know they might not know that they're seeing led but but it it's a noticeable difference for sure and that's and that's one of the what's one of the criteria we want people to look at at our technology and go wow that's the coolest thing i've ever looked at and then we use content on our display, you know, to be able to to show a unique experience and to 
to send whatever, say for instance, with a with a, a corporate client uh, that is uh, looking to reinforce their brand, being able to send their branding message um, in a way that you know new prospects have never seen before, uh, so that this first time you know there'll be something that they'll you know be able to remember for a lifetime. Well, Larry, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I appreciate your time immensely. Thank you, Elmer. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.